everybody, and welcome to the second edition of the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding National Liberal Arts College. And we try to get it done within 18 minutes and 53 seconds. this second edition of the 1853 podcast, we'll talk to theater professors Ron Zank and Vanessa Campagna. They're both heavily involved with Fusion Fest 4, which will be held on Saturday, September 9. We'll also chat with Monmouth alumnus and head cross-country coach John Welty. The Monmouth cross-country teams began their 2017 seasons last weekend, and they're off to a solid start. And we'll also visit with Monmouth graduate Melissa Scholes-Young, Her debut novel, Flood, was released in June. It's a wonderful book, and I think you'll enjoy hearing from Melissa about not only how the novel came together, but also her journey from Monmouth College to becoming an established writer. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer with the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Before we get into this week's show, here's another reminder that weekly chapel services are being held from 1210 until 1240 every Monday afternoon in the Dahl Chapel and Auditorium. Monmouth College Chaplain, the Reverend Dr. Terry Ott, and Assistant Chaplain Jessica Hawkinson offer what is always a great message to start your work week. Terry and Jessica are also involved with a weekly Sunday evening dinner and devotion, which is held at 4 o'clock every Sunday. The dinner and devotion is yet another example of why Monmouth has one of the more active chaplain offices you'll encounter on a liberal arts college campus. I mentioned earlier that Fusion Fest 4 will be on Saturday, September 9. That gets underway at 7.30 down at the Fusion Theater in downtown Monmouth. At 5 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, student Thomas Burkhead will give a voice recital in the Dahl Chapel and Auditorium, and that recital is free and open to the public. The archaeology department is also having an upcoming public lecture that will be held at 7.30 in the evening on Thursday, September 14, in the Center for Science and Business. And of course, to learn more about all the events happening at Monmouth, just point your browser to the Monmouth College website. And that address is monmouthcollege.edu. My colleague Barry McNamara put it well when he wrote that it might be a bit early in the semester at Monmouth College, but five students and one professor will already need to pull an all-nighter on Friday, September 8th for an important writing assignment. The group, which includes Assistant Professor of English David Wright, will write plays for the college's Fusion Fest 4. The plays will be staged at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday, September 9, down at the Fusion Theater, which is at 230 South Main Street in downtown Monmouth. David Wright and the student playwrights won't receive their topics until Friday evening on September 8. They will have about 12 hours to write a 10-minute play, And then the student directors will have a little less than 12 hours to direct the original plays, each of which will last about 10 minutes, creating a kind of theater buffet for audience members. 
You can read more about Fusion Fest 4 on the cover of the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu. There's also a link in that story to order tickets online. Fusion Fest 4 is coordinated this year by two of Monmouth's outstanding theater faculty, Vanessa Campagna and Ron Zank. Vanessa calls Fusion Fest a low-stakes commitment for students. Monmouth students are really busy, so maybe not all students from across the campus can commit to a full uh, stage production, something that can rehearse anywhere from five to seven weeks. Uh, this is 24 hours. If you're a playwright, you're going to give up 12 hours of your time uh, from about 7.30 p.m. to 7.30 a.m. on a Friday into Saturday morning. If you are a director or an actor, you're going to give up Saturday morning uh, from about 7 a.m. until about 9.30 that night. So it grabs people um, who otherwise might not be able to be involved. Ron Zank says the process teaches students valuable lessons about the importance of not only working quickly, but also making quick decisions. So I could get up and give it another look and then change some things and then send it off. One thing I think that's really great about it is because of the time limit, it's sort of like you can't second guess yourself because you don't have time. You just have to get it done. Um, I think also, too, for any of our incoming students, whether they be majors or not, it's great to get them involved really quickly. Um, you don't have time for lots of niceties. It's like, no, we have to get this done. This is what we have to do. Okay, it says you climb on top of me and you try and choke me and that's what we have to do. And oh, yes, I met you 10 minutes ago. Vanessa and Ron both participated in a similar festival when they were graduate students in theater at the University of Missouri. Vanessa says she learned how to be intentional but economical in her work by participating in the festival. I only have uh, from 7.30 a.m. until about 12, and then I really need to give my actors a break to go eat lunch and start memorizing. These actors do have to memorize a play um, in, in one day. So you might uh, want to come up with the most beautiful blocking or the most effective blocking, but you also can't belabor your choices. Kind of like Ron was saying, you just have to do the thing. So I think it has a really nice uh, chance to push students to make good, smart, effective choices. And because each play is only 10 minutes long, Ron points out that audience members will not only get to see a lot of original work, but also a lot of variety in a relatively short amount of time. And, you know, obviously you don't know what you're getting. We don't know what they're getting, so they should be pre prepared for just about anything. Um, the nice thing is, is with any, whether it's written in 24 hours or not, with any 10 minute play festival, if you don't like a particular play, you've only got to wait a few minutes and it's over and you've got a different one to concentrate on. So it's kind of a nice, it's almost like a theater buffet. It's like, oh, I'll try this for a while. And this is, oh yeah, I don't really, nah, I don't really like this, but I want more of this. And so then you'll get the next one. Oh, channel surfing certainly comes to mind. Cause yeah, it's, it's a little bit of this and it's a little bit of that. And I'm, you know, I'm watching a telenovela for 10 minutes and oh, now it's a very intense, you know, college relationship drama and you know now it's science fiction so you know yeah you just never know exactly what you're gonna get we give the playwrights some guidelines and they usually pay attention to those but there may be one or two things they toss out the window and do anyway so yeah we like we said we never know what we're getting and that's part of what's exciting Vanessa says that unlike other college assignments which involve several weeks of research and writing and rewriting theater fest celebrates those who can master the cram 
and it also rewards risk takers. Every year, but I think the threat of continuity is, is the artistic risk taking. And I have a, a lot of respect for anybody who is willing to put their work on stage uh, that they wrote the night before. I mean, in a, in a traditional classroom, I would say, do not hand me an essay that you wrote last night. Uh, this is not going to go well. I would never encourage that. So I really like that Infusion Fest. It kind of gives them that artistic freedom and, and risk taking in a supportive environment. So I love seeing that. that. That's really inspiring and a great way to start the, the academic year in our theater season. Those are Monmouth College theater professors Vanessa Campagna and Ron Zank talking about Theater Fest 4, which will be held Saturday, September 9, down at the Fusion Theater. To read more about Monmouth College's Theater Fest 4, check out the story on the Monmouth College website, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu. There's also a link in the story to order tickets online. You're listening to the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer with the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. The Monmouth College cross-country teams began their season last weekend in Normal, Illinois, in Illinois Wesleyan University's Titan Opener. The Fighting Scots are back on the road for their second meet of the season, and that will be at Grinnell College in Iowa on Saturday, September 9. Monmouth College cross-country coach and 2012 alumnus John Welty says he likes what he's seen so far in his teams of nine men and 12 women. So far I'm learning that uh, we're really in pretty good shape aerobically, so the endurance part of it, we're not not in bad shape. Uh, we're working on that speed segment. So we've been really focusing on that, doing some faster than cross country pace type workouts, almost focusing more on mile and 3k pace type stuff. So uh, they're doing a really good job with it. We've had a lot of really good workouts. So I'm excited to see where that progresses to later on in the season. John says that one of the big adjustments for college cross country runners is not just running longer races in college, but also the kind of training that they must go through. But with that, with that change in distance comes a big change in training. And, you know, I think that's something that people overlook. The training, it's more demanding because it's a further distance, so you have to pre prepare for a longer race. But it's also the intensity of the training goes up. Um, I talked to a couple of our freshmen after the first meet and how they thought it was, and they all said the same thing, which was, that's a lot faster than what I was used to. So they kind of go from that big fish, small pond to going and realizing there's a lot of really good competition out there. So their expectations change a little bit and they start to work a little bit harder sometimes after that first meet. The goal in cross country is to peak at the end of the season so that a runner will have their best times at the conference and hopefully national meets. John says that watching runners whittle down their times is one of the greatest joys of coaching, and sometimes the least expected runners are the ones who impress the most. Say the thing I enjoy the most about coaching is seeing the progression that kids make. Um, you know, I had a senior graduate last year, Caitlin Propes from Pontiac High School. She was the last runner on our team as a freshman and uh, spent a lot of time on the road by herself just because of where she was coming in in terms of her development throughout high school and she turned herself into a significant part of our team, was a huge leader for us, and you know she ended up being our top, one of our top seven runners and ended up running at the regional meet her senior year, which is a huge achievement for her. Um, and I can say chapter and verse, uh, another guy who's a senior this year, Cooper Pauley, he was a very underdeveloped 
uh, athlete in high school, and he's turned himself into one of the top competitors in our league. Seeing that transformation process is the best thing because it's it's not because of what I did, but it's because of how much the kids attack their training, they attack, attack the process, and also they trust. And seeing that trust in those relationships develop, that's really the funnest part for me. That's Monmouth College cross-country coach John Welty. To keep up with all things Fighting Scots related, check out the Monmouth College Athletics website, and that address is monmouthscots.com. And don't forget to follow Monmouth College Athletics on Twitter. You can do that at MCFightingScots. This is also a good time to remind you of the many ways that you can follow Monmouth College on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, and that's at facebook.com slash monmouthcollege. That's the college's main Facebook account. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and the college is also on Instagram, at Monmouth College. And if you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat. That address is This Is Monmouth. listening to the Monmouth College 1853 podcast and I'm your host Dwayne Bonifer with the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. If you're looking for a great book to read this fall be sure to include Flood on your list. The debut novel by Monmouth College graduate Melissa Scholes Young was released in June and since then Melissa has been busy on a book tour promoting Flood. Set in 2003 in Hannibal, Missouri, Flood is the story of Laura Brooks, who has returned to her native Hannibal during the summer, which coincides with her 10-year high school senior class reunion and the annual Tom and Becky program, a contest that celebrates two of Mark Twain's most celebrated characters every July 4th. Laura returns unemployed, unattached, and uncertain about her future, but she hopes to find direction by reconnecting with some of those she left behind. Melissa, who grew up in Hannibal, returned to Monmouth College on August 31 to give a reading, speak at the first convocation of introduction to liberal arts classes, and also meet Monmouth students. Melissa's full-time job is teaching college writing and creative writing at American University in Washington, D.C. She also writes nonfiction and poetry. Her work's been published in The Atlantic, Magazine, Washington Post, Poets and Writers, Plowshares, and several other noted literary journals. I caught up with Melissa to talk about her writing and her wonderful debut novel when she returned to campus for the first time since graduating in 1997. Melissa says she's always been a writer, not unlike her hometown's favorite son, Samuel Clemens. I think like Mark Twain, I always made things up. Um, And I won my first writing contest in third grade. It was a contest for Mother's Day about why I had the best mother in the world. And I wrote, I have the best mother in the world because I have the best father in the world. And they pick the best mothers in the world. And... I remember that I got paid for those words, and that was the first time I think I took myself seriously as a writer. When Melissa came to Monmouth as a student at the fall of 1993, she was a business major, but that soon changed to history. Took an accounting class and and quickly decided I had no talent for that, but I accidentally stumbled into Russian cultural history with Dr. Suda and became a history major immediately because they got to read the most amount of books, it seemed. So I was always drawn to books and to writing and to poetry, but I I didn't know how you could make an actual living at it. Flood began as a short story. What Melissa describes is a female Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn story. Having grown up in Hannibal 
and always hearing about Tom and Huck, I wanted to know what would happen if uh, if Becky Thatcher had a best friend and what that relationship would look like. So, it be- And then at the same time, I was researching the Mississippi River, and I had learned that this myth of the river running backwards was actually true, that uh, in the 1800s, it actually did run backwards in the middle of the night because of a series of earthquakes along the New Madrid fault line. So once I learned of that story, I understood that the, the metaphor in Laura's character um, wanting to return to Hannibal and, and recalibrate as well. But Flood is more than a warm story about friendships. It's also a book about the intricacies and the entanglements involved with being part of a community. I think it is about rural culture. I think it's about communities and that decision to, to stay or to go, even though I think that decision is, is more stark than we make it. Um, I think the river really is a, a character. The setting itself is an entire character in the novel. Melissa says that in addition to being proud to have published her first novel, she's also grateful that her first novel has been so well received by her native city. She hopes that Hannibal becomes a travel destination for some of her readers, and she also hopes that her novel will help more readers discover or rediscover Mark Twain's work. I'm proud that Hannibal really so far loves it. I'm proud that... Um, the ending is a Huckleberry Finn ending. I always wanted it to be without giving anything away. I always knew that uh, I was writing toward that moment. Um, so I'm proud that the ending was never changed in my editing. Um, and I'm pleased that Hannibal has received it so well. Okay. I'm hoping this book also helps people want to uh, visit Hannibal and actually see uh, Mark Twain's birthday is coming up November 30th, and, and it will be quite a celebration. Um, and I'm hoping people start reading or read again Mark Twain. We all have stories to tell, and Mark Twain told stories that uh, were about regular, everyday people. That's Mammoth alumna Melissa Scholes young discussing her compelling first novel, Flood. You can read more about Melissa on the Mammoth College website at mammothcollege.edu. Also, check out her very good website, and that address is Melissa Scholes Young, M-E-L-I-S-S-A-S-C-H-O-L-E-S-Y-O-U-N-G.com. Looking ahead to next week's 1853 podcast, we'll meet Javier Abreda. He's this year's president of the Associated Students of Monmouth College. We'll also check in with Carrie Shimon to see how this year's Fighting Scots volleyball team is doing, and we'll also learn more about the introduction to liberal arts classes at Monmouth with Professor Stephanie Ball. And that's going to be a 30 for this second edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at Monmouth College. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer with the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.